Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The podcast... Hello Egg Chasers, welcome to this, the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, a podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. We are just here to talk about the game that we love in our special three-hour Anglo-Welsh Cup special. I can't wait, this has been one hell of a weekend of Anglo Cup action. I've watched every single second and I've loved all of it. Uh, so let's get stuck in then, because I don't want to waste any more time rambling. We've got three. No, we've not got three hours talking about the Anglo Welsh Cup. <laughs> we should um, do though. It was. It was. There was some. There's some relevant things to talk about. But uh, no, let me just say once again, thank you very much for listening. Um, if you're new to us um, and we get new listeners all the time, really appreciate it. Thank you. I'm Tim. Uh, he's JB. Hello, Timothy. Uh, he's Phil. Hello, Tim. Uh, no, what we're going to do this week because we are building up to. I mean, outside of a World Cup, is there anything better than Six Nations? Good question. Lions? A Lions tour once Lions? every four years. And, yeah. Okay, so World Cup, Lions tour every four years. They're great. And in terms of annual rugby competitions, well, this is I, it. I, I think, you open it up? Annual sports competitions. Yeah, I think not just rugby. This is... It, well, we know that it is the highest average attendance for an international sports competition. Not rugby competition, sports competition. Well, you knew that because you are the stat man. Fact. <laughs> and I think a good it, fact. it is the best. I and obviously being massive rugby fans, uh, we can't get enough of it. Yeah, and it's just nice to see it on some prime time and occasionally terrestrial spots with people that will ignore rugby for the rest of the year, actually getting enthusiastic and passionate about it. <laughs> There's too many rugby snobs, by the way, who look down on people who only watch Six Nations. That's me, all... me, I do that. I'm, I do that 100. percent I do that with I do that with other sports. I won't <laughs> I won't watch the the Dubai Invitational Golf Tournament, but I'll watch the Ryder Cup or the Masters. Yeah, yeah, it is quite funny. So most people I work with don't know that I do a podcast, uh, and so I'll get some like normal water cooler type uh chat about the six nations or when there's an england game or the lions and someone will ask like a normal question i'll give them a very very Mm. like nerdy (laughs) in-depth answer and just get blank looks back so Uh, you're into it then are you (laughs) but how you could say that but equally there must be people that 
talk like they know it, not realising that they're talking to you, and you just have to swallow it and go, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, interesting. So I yeah, that's one way of that's one way of uh, telling about, about rugby. And to be fair to him, it was one of those situations where your wife has invited her friends around, and her husband is over. He's like, yeah, I remember watching a game. Like the, I think it's called the Dove Cup. It's like, what on earth is the Dove Cup? <laughs> it turns out that there was such a thing, or like. It was sponsored by Dove. You know when Wales had all like all that um, all that spot- sponsorship with them. It turns out that was the game he was referring to: England, Wales in the six in Six Nations, which he called the Dove, <laughs> Dove Cup. Cup. <laughs> like it. Anyway, so we're going to do a very special. Well, in fact, this week we're going to do a special. Uh, tomorrow it will be coming into your feed a Six Nations preview podcast, and then as soon as the teams are announced, we will do a look ahead to the the matchups and get into a little downfall bit more depth 2018. on those. We're going to be all over it. Well, according to JB, the start of downfall 2018. I'm not sure that's going to be the case with England starting in Italy, but um, we can get into that. No, it won't um, be. They've got a very e- a very easy start. We will nonetheless... The, the, we, the fixtures have been relatively kind to England. We will nonetheless touch upon the Six Nations in this podcast. Um, but before we get into uh, rugby, I did tweet out. Someone said, with there being no... Uh, Avicii Premiership, Pro 14 or European Cup or anything of the like uh, rugby to talk about from the weekend Can uh, people started chucking out requests like we're a kind of podcast jukebox oh cool, what have um, we got? with, who started it off who was it started it off, sorry I apologise for this, oh it was Matt Cotton said can you please just include the story of when JB met a broken tree swing I fancy a good chuckle, hashtag not my wife <laughs> <laughs> it's funny the stuff people remember isn't it <laughs> Give me a doctor, not my wife. <laughs> yeah, that, that was just JB went to a wedding reception, um, decided he would use uh, an aerial runway rope zip swing wire. zip wire that was padlocked. He, he broke into it. Yep. And uh, because it's dark, obviously, I couldn't see when it stopped. When it stopped, it flew, flung me off, and then I got impaled on, onto a tree through my back about what felt like. Well, about... your bum. Your bum. It was your bum. Bum, upper, upper bum, lower back. Yes, yeah. something like that. A, a particularly meaty part of the body. Thank God. <laughs> uh, I had to actually shuffle off that branch. <laughs> and then I fell about 12 foot. Oh. Well, it felt like 12 foot. Oh. So, yeah. But then, so I, JB had offered me the opportunity to come and investigate the rope swing 10 minutes before this happened. And then the next thing I know, JB is walking back into the reception, like covered in branches and leaves limping heavily, trailing a pool of blood, and says, get me a doctor, <laughs> not my wife. <laughs> yeah, that really happened. <laughs> so uh, Frank Rig- Rigdon tweeted us at Rugby Podcast and said, how about uh, just a brief Egg Chasers backstory? How did you three come to be and what happened to Blake? Um, so, <laughs> God, you must have been listening a long time. Uh, <laughs> so I moved to Manchester and went to the... Lo- uh, I, I, no, I know. I'd moved to Manchester for a while. I played at Manchester Rugby Club, but then work got too much, so I just went to my local club and JB was there very friendly on the on the, on the the first day of training, pre-season. Oh, always friendly. There you go. And JB and Phil knew each other through some mutual friends from University Rugby. And Fr- friend of the pod, Bryn Williams. Yeah. Now, yeah. I think Blake is out in Canada playing rugby league. Blake was on the first couple of episodes... Yeah, and then decided that we wasn't were, him. Just didn't like it. Wasn't for him, and it was we were going nowhere. And uh, he's regretted that decision and um, rocked back and forward in the shower, fully clothed, every day when he comes home from work. Now, ever since, do you know why this is kind of relevant? That Blake is in Canada. Uh, oh, what Can- an incredible segue into some rugby, JB. Well played. Well, 
kind of. Um, You're obviously going to talk about Canada losing at home to Uruguay. No, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, oh, not. That's where I thought you were no, going. No, I'm not. I'm going to talk about something else. But then we can talk about Canada and Uruguay. I was at Manchester Met University Sports Ground at Platte Lane. And to my utter surprise, a load of big blokes walked out wearing Toronto Wolfpack kit. The ah. Toronto Wolfpack are based in Manchester. At Platt Lane. At Platt Lane. So, the old um, the old City Academy. Yeah, and do you know who's who's in charge? Jamie Cudmore. Nope. <laughs> um I don't know. Brian Noble. Brian Noble. He gets all the weird jobs, Brian Noble. Uh, yeah, watch out for this on uh, the rugby dungeon. Canada Canada may be for the very first time not going to the Rugby World Cup. Shocking that, isn't After it? After the first leg of their um, their match up with Uruguay, a playoff match. Yep. Two legged final affair. Uh, it's going to be on an aggregate score. Uruguay, is it in Canada? One. So that was in Canada. Yeah, first oh. one was in Canada, and it was thirty-eight twenty-nine, something like that. Uruguay won. And worth worth um, pointing out that World Rugby had that streaming live on their face on their website, and you might well be able to get the second leg, I assume, on, yeah, on their website as well. There's always good nuggets there, so worth yeah, checking about, it out. They get about ninety thousand people watching these these games now. Online, o- online, yeah, it's nice. crazy. Um, just about Canada. One, it's absolutely shocking that they might not be in the World Cup. I mean, it would feel weird without them. Yeah. But if they lose next week or they don't win on our group points, as you rightly pointed out, Tim, they're not actually out of the World Cup. They're going to the, to the repechage. Rep- however you say it. Repechage. Why don't they just call it a mini tournament? <laughs> it's, a, it's a second bite of the cherry. Right, elsewhere in the Rugby World Cup news, the mascots have been unveiled in Japan. Ooh, creepy. Yeah, I... Um, what are their names? Um, well, oh. as, as we as, as Phil tries to Google and find out what their names are, they're based on um, a popular classic kabuki play. It's like a Japanese play, right? Which is called uh, Renjishi. Apparently, right. it's about a father lion and his male cub, right? And they, um, well, they are called Ren and G. Oh, well, there you go. So it's based right. it's based on the play. And um, the play's climax is really well known in Japan, apparently, because the two of them perform a dance, which I bet you we become very, very familiar with through the World <laughs> Cup, called a kaburi. They sway and swirl their manes around. Apparently very impressive. I'm, um, I'm watching them now. It is... Well, it's interesting. Uh, it's certainly Japanese-y. Let's, let's say yeah. that. It's kind of uh, equal parts cute and, and quite menacing and scary. In the same way that the... Uh, crack foxes, the sun wolves. The sun wolves mascot pinging bit... was that pinging. He was called the. Was he? Yeah, he, he had a name. I think it was pinging, and he was like a really disturbing crack fox looking wolf. Yeah, thing. who, was, who the has rapey wolf? Who has the best ma- mascots in the Premiership? So uh, Worc- Worcester Warriors have the the Roman guy. Do they? they have the warrior. Bath have, Bath have the Roman yeah. fella. Uh, Worcester have the similar looking but but a warrior guy. yes they do extra chiefs have the the chief the chief um, oh yeah sail have sharky and Shark. sharky and who and george no nope. no it's from uh that musical isn't it west side Jet? story no oh no uh, finley of course finley sharky and finley, finley. okay oh, finley yeah Okay. Um, sorry, no. The Jets is from West Side Story. Yes, that's, that's right. it. Sharks and the um, Jets from West Side Story. Yeah. Who do Who do Northampton have? Northampton Saints. Don't know. 
Leicester Tigers have a tiger. Oh, Bath, that's it. They have a ti- They have like a lion who's a Roman. It's Do a, they? It's a lion, but in Roman clobber. Um, I don't know about others. I don't know. I so, don't know about wasps. Have a big wasp. Waspy? Yeah. Waspy? <laughs> gonna, let's call um, it waspy. So who's the best of those lot? I, I think I think a lion dressed as a Roman is pretty tough. That's pretty cool. That is pretty tough. Yeah. Has he got a sword as well? I, it depends where, where the fight's held. I mean, we've gone over this before. But obviously water-based... <laughs> Sharky and Finley have got a huge advantage. Land based. So, so a lion yeah. with a sword. Pretty hard to beat. Yeah, that's fair. We'll go with that one then. Mm. Oh, and uh, Saracens have got the wolf. Oh, that's not a bad one. Especially if it's in a pack. It, a, yeah. A very well organised pack. Yeah. Uh, drilled by KPMG. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so there's been plenty of transfers this week. Let's just uh, just just rattle through these. Um, as we've mes- mentioned before, and as has been rumoured for a while, David Strettel has been confirmed by Saracens as going back to them um, on a one-year deal. Uh, he it's partly because of the French quota rules. Really? Yeah. Now I've looked into these French quota rules, and they even affect. This is. I don't know whether this is great or no. It just feels a bit ridiculous. Uh, Scott Spedding is also going to be leaving Claremont because of the quota rules. Now, where's he going? Because I, I do know this. That does feel a bit ridiculous because he is a French international. 23 times he's played for France. Wow. The, the rules are that the quota, you have to be, you have to have had your um, rugby-related schooling. I don't know exactly what the specifics are. It might be university-level, college-level, I don't know, or youngsters, academy, whatever it is, um, for three years to become eligible before the age of 21. Scott Spedding only had two years before the age of 21. So then Montpellier's college in South Africa yeah. is going to circumnavigate that rule. What? They've got a college in South Africa? Yeah. Is, yeah. That, what, is that right? Yeah, it's a bit dodgy. Oh, that That is pretty dodgy. It depends. If it, is, it, is it dodgy if you get a good education there? On Mr. Altrud, I think well, it's quite, quite good. No, if they, that, they've set up an academy within what was one of the strongest colleges in South Africa. Mm. So it was already one of the strongest colleges in South Africa. That's great. And then they've just, how good, how, how, just implanted... How like, great of Montpellier and France to try and help the resurgence of South African rugby. It's so, so <laughs> generous. That's insane. <laughs> I mean, it's it's so bad on so many levels. I mean, I, I can usually defend things. You just hit the computer. Are we still going? I'm just, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so angry about it. I, I, it's like... It's like South Africa or a South African club putting an academy in Sebba school. Yeah, yeah, that, that's exactly what it's like. That's so bizarre. I mean, <laughs> if you've got the money, why not do it in Montpellier? Yeah, exactly. How? That is so weird. Yeah. Uh, Chris Wiles is going to retire at the end of the season. Yeah. Yeah, well, congratulations on Chris on a hell of a career. Brilliant career, uh, yeah. And a career that he has, he, he made... It wasn't like he was a big star and uh, and came through the ranks and was a huge star. He, he had to wait till his mid twenties, yeah, uh, in the championship. Was he, was he Nottingham? Nottingham got his chance and uh, made the most of it. Great, yeah, great story and it was a hell of a trophy cabinet to retire with. Yeah, and an, an, an Olympian as well. Yeah, you're quite right. Uh, Guy, Th- right, let's talk about Leicester signings then because they have signed Guy Thompson, back row from Wasps, and they've also signed. Uh, Will Spencer lock from Worcester Warriors. Good signings, real good signings. Um, Guy Thompson, they need someone to carry the ball, so that looks like a bit of good business. He'll be missed from Wasps a lot, I, I, I imagine. Um, 
And Will Spencer is a pirate. He's an actual pirate. Pirate. <laughs> if you went to Central Casting and asked for a pirate, you would get someone that looked like Will Spencer. He's also an enormous pirate. Yeah. And it gives, he's playing very well at the moment, to the point where he's been talked about for an England call-up, mm. playing for one of the weakest clubs in the Avicii, and also in one of the most, or probably the most competitive position, mm. which is just being in the conversation. He doesn't look young. He doesn't look like a twenty-five-year-old, though, does he? <laughs> no, he certainly, he, he certainly doesn't look like a twenty-five-year-old. Well, but he's six foot seven so and one hundred and twenty-five kg. It's all about sea air. Right, Josh Bassett has decided not to leave Wasps, so yeah. they may have lost Guy Thompson, um, and it, th- that guy's got a proper engine and. Misses and I don't want to curse him now. But he's going to Leicester. He's going to be injury ravaged now. Um, <laughs> but he, he misses very few games and is tireless. So it's a real area of need for Leicester. But they are going to be keeping hold of Josh Bassett. Um, he he was linked heavily with Northampton Saints. Has decided against that move by all accounts. He's going to be staying put. Yeah, but that was a hard decision to make. Um, I would do the same if I was him. Uh, wasps are stacked full of cash and talent. Uh, Northampton have got a lot of cash. They've got a lot of talent, but they're just not playing playing very well. I mean, would you want to go to Northampton at the moment? And I'm not sure if it matters or not, because ultimately it's about numbers, I think. But do you think the fact that they don't have a DOR in place just made it a little bit uncertain? Mm. Yeah, that probably did contribute. Possibly, possibly. But I think if everybody was fit, Josh Bassett would get in Wasp's starting side. It's interesting, because if you'd have asked me three months ago, I would have said no. Marcus Smith isn't having the best. Marcus Watson. Sorry, Marcus. Marcus Smith. Marcus Watson isn't having the best run of game. So mm. I'd say probably right now. But it, it's it's almost his shirt to fight for. Mm. He's a good Premiership player. I worry he's, about his physicality. He's so. I mean, he's a big lad. He's tall, but he's he feels he's quite rangy. Stop, yeah, a bit wispy. But you don't you don't need to be. No. Depends on the the wing style play, doesn't mm. it? He's been good. Um, so since our last podcast, Steve Tandy has gone as head coach of the Ospreys. Another mid-season sacking. No great shape. Rugby. I mean, I think he's been at Ospreys for about 10 years, Steve Tandy. Yeah, for a long, long time. Um, Olsen Alan Clark's in as the interim, but the speculation over who's going to be the long-term successor. So Welsh rugby's in a way. It really is. So Get, get Rob Howley in. Yeah, he, he is. He is responsible for the way Scarlets uh, have been playing. <laughs> remember, so as it stands, Scarlets are doing great. Everything's all fine there. The Blues, I don't think, have announced their new head coach when Danny Wilson leaves. And the Ospreys are currently well; they're not coachless, but they don't have their guy either. So two of the jobs in Welsh rugby, two of the best jobs in Welsh rugby, are now open for someone else to take. Mm. Mm. And it does reflect on their performances for the past couple of years in does. in the league and in Europe. And then, of course, there's the resurgent dragons. <laughs> yeah. So we're absolutely rattling through the news here, but there's more. Uh, Ronan Agara, assistant now at Crusaders. Yeah. Super rugby season about to start. Such a smart move. And he's had some very compl- complimentary words to say about Munga. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, he said he's... Uh, incredibly talented. So they have lost Sapawanga, haven't they? From New Zealand. New Zealand have right. lost. Oh, they will do. He's playing this season at the Highlanders, but then at the end of this season, he then moves to. Wasps. So a big year, and, and what a great thing for Richie Mwanga to have um, Ronan Agara come in and tutor him how to kick, how to defend. 
<laughs> how but, to how to close out important lions te- oh exactly. no <laughs> uh, <laughs> but Renan Nagara I like this move for him and he's building up a really impressive CV he is yeah and he's taking an unusual route which is something we said before but he's learning he's learning the global game isn't he yeah. which is a, a very very important skill for an international coach what? and it's the kind of thing that southern hemisphere coaches often do if you look at Yep. Chica and Hansen, I mean, Checker and Hansen. It's slightly more impressive when Northern Hemisphere coaches do it because of the money. So there isn't as much money in the New Zealand game. But how how many Northern Hemisphere coaches have done it? Um, there would have been, I suspect there would be more if the money in New Zealand was better. Oh, yeah. Do you I, know I, mean? I don't know. I agree with that point, but how many have done yeah. it? Not, and, n- not enough. And also... Like nowhere near enough. Also, I think that that is a recognition of well I mean Ronan Nagara said that when he was at Munster that Crusaders he used to look over at them and they had this kind of mythical quality they had this this incredible star of name so he's, he wanted to be associated with that but also I think it shows uh, the real long term ambition of Ronan Nagara yes he could have earned more money by uh, he probably could have got a, a head coach or a DOR job in the UK or Ireland well maybe not Ireland but in the UK uh, or France but he's like no no I want to be I want to be the very best. I want to be a yeah. Lions coach of the future. I want to be an Ireland international coach. He is going to be a. Um, he's going to land a big job at some point. You would you'd suspect he will do, but he's taking his time doing it. So just go back to New Zealand, Richie Moana. Yeah, has he got any All Blacks caps yet? He has uh, none actually. Yeah, I know. He's, I think he's been called up to some of the wider training squads, but no All Blacks caps. So the reason I bring this up is because I was talking to someone on Friday explaining that New Zealand have seven different contracts and they always have to have a certain amount of people in a certain a certain amount of contracts for a certain number, number of people so with Sapuanga going I'm wondering if Richie Moanga if they're letting that happen because Richie Moanga is the next lot to come through to back up Bowden Barrett yeah I I would have thought he'll he'll be there or thereabouts because I mean he won Super Rugby last year yeah he did so, pretty impressive. <laughs> and he's, he's 23 so he, yeah He's got the right uh, credentials you know what? to it's make the, that step. It's the fly halves that don't play in New Zealand which blow your mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, um, talk about a New Zealander, now um, naturalised Englishman, who um, was many, many people's favourite moment from the rugby over the weekend, and he wasn't even on the field. Jason Woodward <laughs> during Gloucester versus Ospreys uh, in the stands just at the moment, and I was working at this game, just at the moment, as the camera panned to him and Willie Hines, who were watching on in the stands, Jason Woodward chose that moment to pass a little message to one of his mates who was further down the stand. But it actually made it look like he was doing it out the camera. That wasn't oh. the case. Uh, and he did a he did a gesture, which, um, well, it's a self pleasuring gesture, a self pleasuring <laughs> gesture. Um, uh, but actually, I, I mean, he just he loves the game of Yahtzee. It's massive in uh, New Zealand, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, he, he's got some cows that he wanted his mate to milk, milk. for him. Yeah. Why is he not being considered for England? He's massive. He's really good. He's he's something a bit special. I wanted to talk about him uh, making a self pleasuring gesture, but oh, yeah. okay, we can get into England's selection. Um, th- there was a little bit of outrage and outcry on this. It's a disgrace. There's no place for that in the game. The guy he took he went to Twitter and apologised straight away. I I think nothing, you know what? Nothing. An apology was made by the by the broadcaster. He made an apology on Twitter. He didn't mean it to be seen. We've all anyone who stands and has a pop at someone doing that to a mate in a rugby ground. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just remove yourself from the gene pool. 
<laughs> Morons. Um, it was entertaining anyway. It was. Uh, just so he, he was called up in May 17 to a, a wider training squad. Yeah, was he? Yeah, but he's not quite got himself into position. I mean, oh, Don Armand on Rugby Tonight, Wednesday night on BT Sport. That, that could be great. I'm I'm what I'm hoping is that um maybe Austin Healy does a bit of reverse psychology because Eddie Jones is clearly just being a contrarian just mm. doing the opposite. What would happen? It, is... I want Austin I want Austin Healy to look down the barrel of the camera and say Eddie I'm talking to you now and you only. Do not pick this man ever. <laughs> you dare pick Don Armand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If everyone <laughs> says don't pick Don Armand, he might pick, pick What would happen? This is a serious question. Now. What would happen if Don Armand off his own back packed his boots, went to Portugal? And just showed up for training. <laughs> Did you think they'd turn him away? I was like, no, I'm here to train. And he just doesn't leave. Oh, like um, in in Fight Club, um, when when they're leading that like um, like factory, that lab making uh, soap, 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 soap and explosives, soap, ex- <laughs> soap and explosives. Yeah, when they're doing that, there was some potential oh, yeah. disciples stand outside in the rain, get someone coming out every now and again, going, "You're not going to get in. Go away. Bugger off." And it's a test. Yeah. And if they if they make it two days, ah. they stay. Do that, Don. Yeah. Uh, if Eddie's all intenseness, it'd be pretty intense when the six foot five naturalised South African Englishman shows up. So I'm I'm here to train, and I'm not going until you let me train. Just just stand just stand there like at attention. <laughs> one of the, the great. It would be one of the great sports stories. <laughs> Do you know? <laughs> just, I can't. I've no idea what would what, happen. What? It, it, it would just. What is it? Piss Eddie off even more, probably. I don't think it would. Although he might. No, he might love it. I think there's a 90%, I'd love that. I think there's a 90% chance that Eddie would say no and he'd get really pissed off. There's a 10% chance that he would then All become right, so the new you, starting six. Yeah, so if you're Eddie, <laughs> right? If you're Eddie, would you be pissed off? Um, well, disobeying direct orders. Disobeying direct orders. Listen to you. No, but if no, but if 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 Don Armand ran out on the training in prison camp, ran out onto the training <laughs> pitch, that that's different. But if he stood there saying, I, "I've booked myself into this hotel. I'm going to leave you to do your training, but I'm here and I want to train." Yeah, I'm going to be taking notes on training in case you call me up. Yeah, and I want to learn. I, I'm going to be in that gym and I'm going to be running up and down that hill and I'm going to be out on a, on a different field working on skills until you say, "Come on over." In yeah. that gym, bench pressing. 200 kg, squatting 350 kg. I had a mate who um, played for Northwich, Northwich Victoria, you know, the, the, the football team there. Yeah. And he was not fancied by the coach, so the coach made him do like, you know, point, like pointless, um, pointless fitness. Oh, um, if it was like Mr. Miyagi with, uh, you know, just clean those cars, paint that fence. He actually said it, um, it, made, it, made him, it made him run around the pitch harder. Just like to show to show how to much prove he him. was, yeah. yeah. He just run around the Northwich Victoria pitches all all, um, all session. <laughs> Is that a tactic you employ at Tok H? No, no, no. I've, I've never run around the pitch. Well, so Don Armand, <laughs> go and run around the pitches. Yeah, and, in and Portugal. It would be one of the great sports stories, uh, as is. Just one to keep an eye on over the coming weeks. Uh, a story that's happening in the Championship where a a young young coach in his first year of oh. coaching has taken over as head coach of Rotherham who up to that point I think had had 14 straight defeats so hold on Rotherham in the championship Rotherham in the championship bottom okay and favourites for relegation 14 straight defeats young head coach in his first year of coaching um, 
by the was next. He, was he responsible for the first fourteen defeats? Was he head coach then? Wasn't head coach then? Or was he not? Um, but but in in twenty eighteen he has guided Rotherham to three straight victories. Bloody hell, that's awesome. Who 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 is this fella? Uh, he's a guy called Nick Rouse. Nick Rouse. Yeah, I've, I've heard the name. He's a he's, he's a decent bloke. So just just one to just just a little story that's bubbling, one to watch. Yeah, well, mm. let's hope he gets four in a row. Here's hoping. Um, right, we, we we are really getting through this uh, this news. Just one thing from football. You mentioned Northwich Victoria, the Leeds United crest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's got a fundamental flaw. Um, do you know what the Infinity Dolphin problem is? No, go on. So I didn't, but Jay's explained it to me, and now I do. So the Infinity Dolphin problem. Right? So did I explain the Leeds crest before you say this? Uh, no. Okay. Yes, maybe. Uh, so, so oh, sorry. I'll, very briefly, well, Leeds United um, got their fans to design or vote for a new crest. The crest is the the shirt of a Leeds United player with his arms crossed. No, well, it's hand one, on, oh, yeah, hand on one his heart. hand across his chest. Like they do in the national front. <laughs> yeah, a bit like that. Similar, but with a but with the Leeds shirt on. So, so well, a, yeah. Has he got a Leeds shirt on? No, that's the point. Well, you assume so, right? Ah, well, this is the Infinity Dolphin problem. So. Miami Dolphins, their old crest used to be a dolphin wearing a helmet with an M on it. So whoever that dolphin was, he wasn't playing for the Miami Dolphins. Michigan State? Or, well, yeah, he could be for, for anyone. Yeah. Because if he played for the Miami Dolphins, he would have a helmet with a picture <laughs> of a dolphin on it. With a picture of a dolphin on it. With a picture of a dolphin on it. Whoever this man is on, on the Leeds badge doesn't play for Leeds. Or he'd have a picture of himself on himself, on himself, on himself, on himself. Yes. The Infinity Leeds man. The Infinity problem. Leeds problem. Yeah. Uh, but it just makes me appreciate the classic rugby crests that we have on most of our journey- jerseys. Mm. Yeah. So I like it when clubs go back to their original style. And I tell you who did it really well. Uh, I love the, the newish Top- Tottenham badge when they went back to very, very simple. Or oh, the, whatever it is, the bird, bird on a on a ball. On a ball. Yeah, uh, there, there are there are clubs that have mod- modernised them, but done it in a really respectful, classic way. And I think Bath's a brilliant example of that. Yeah, Bath's, yeah, Bath's good. Badge. Um Munster's, Munster's pretty nice, actually. Uh, I'm just not having a look at the badges on on our wall here. The French yeah. badge is ace because it never changes. Yeah, I've got a little pin badge of the that red and gold. That's, that's lovely, isn't it? Yeah, I, I do like the. You see, look at the old Aussie jersey with the old crest. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, and the new. Wallaby. So that's got both of them oh, on, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. I forgot about the old. And what's the bird on the? Is it like a? Is it emu? Emu and a kangaroo. Mm. Yeah. And then I'm just looking at all five of the New Zealand shirts, and they're all awful. <laughs> well, the Chiefs one is a bit. The, like, the Chiefs is okay, actually. Well, it's a bit like the Leeds badge. The Highlanders guy yes, looks like a flasher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Skirt. At, well, he's kilt blowing provocatively in the wind. <laughs> I mean, they look so. They look. I, 15 years dated now. <laughs> so anyway... I, I do like the Quinns one as well. Yeah. Quinns is good. That yeah, is a classic one. That is classic. So that's, that's what I mean. I appreciate the classic nature. Rugby do it, generally speaking, do it very well. Yes. Um, before we move on, because that's pretty much the news, unless you've got any more news. No real news. I have got uh, a little game yeah. for us to play if you want to do that. Just yeah, hold on. But before we hear Phil's game, what is it? What game have you got? Rugby Social this week. Ah, brilliant. Good old Rugby Social. Lovely. Rugby Social after this short message. 
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Right, we're back then. Phil has prepared a rugby social. Go, Phil. Very quick one, but I've been scouring social media, uh, and some some players have been on their holidays. Ooh. So I'm going to be looking at some of the uh, the travels that people have been getting up to, and a little bit more. So, three questions. First one. Sonny Bill has spent the last couple of weeks on holiday, but where has he been? Oh, I don't know. Mm. Has he been eating sushi in Tokyo, Japan? Has he been splashing some cash in Toulon, France? Ooh. Or has he been uh, doing some uh, soul-searching in Mecca, Saudi Arabia? Oh, I think I know this one. Um, he's, a, he's a very committed Muslim man. I'm going to go for Mecca. Uh, I too am going for Mecca. Mecca is correct. There you go. Had a pilgrimage to Mecca. Second question. So, last weekend, or in last weekend's Premier League games, pod favourite Banners, Banners, Matt Banahan, went to watch his favourite football team lose. Hmm. But who was it? Hmm. Was it Liverpool? Right. Newcastle or Crystal Palace? I know. I think I know. Now, he grew up in Jersey. He did. He did. So, none of those make any sense. So, I'm going to say... Well, what do you want to say? You you say first. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Liverpool. I too will be saying Liverpool because his brother, I think, has played or does play at Waterloo or somewhere. So, he's got some connection. I'm sure it's Liverpool. Banners. Liverpool is also correct. Wow, two from two. So, we've got the deciding question. Now, another pod favourite, Ellis Genge. Oh. oh, by the way, we had a bunch of people, uh, when, when I said anything for the podcast then, um, p- tweeting, please can you finally tell us the story about Ellis Genge? No. Only never. if you come to Madrid. Yeah. Yes. And all recording devices are switched off. Yeah, in Chris Rock, Rock packets. <laughs> and you're sufficiently blackout drunk that you won't remember it. Yeah, yeah. like the President's Club. <laughs> <laughs> how do you join the president's club by the way i've, I've looked into this I, i'm not sure they're yeah. accepting members at the moment no, I couldn't new, find the new forms. Applicants. <laughs> so deciding question yeah pod favorite ellis genge got a surprise gift from a sponsor this week but was it a jet pressure washer Ooh. from karcher was it boxes of biscuits and sweets from 
foxes. Oh. Or was it a brand new fitted gas fireplace from the Leicester Central Heating Company? Oh, that's a great question. So specific, that last one. It uh, was. Two. And, and I'm wondering if because it's the weekend, Phil may have used a pressure washer and just thought, right, I need to fill one of these things. Uh, I used a pressure washer. I'll put that one on. Well, foxes are the new sponsor for Leicester. Fox's biscuits. You gave that away. You should have kept that one to yourself. Um, but I think it's the pressure washer. Hmm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna use JB's knowledge and say fo- some Fox's sweets. The pressure washer is incorrect. <coughs> the gas fireplace was incorrect. Oh! Which means Tim, via JB's knowledge. <laughs> He wins this week's Rugby Social. Yes. Bitten by my own snake. <laughs> I can't believe you gave that away and then didn't go for it. Uh, <gasps> remarkable. Um, I, I did spot a couple of other funny things on social media, um, by the way, which I thought are worthy of mention. Um, and the first one is Johnny Sexton absolutely rinsing Leicester player James Lowe. All New Zealander future uh, Ireland international player James Lowe project player James Lowe um, who um, basically just absolutely ripped him for being really tight so Johnny Sexton's tweet to James Lowe uh, which tweet which was to everyone but tagging James Lowe what fascinates me about James is how such a big ass could be so tight hashtag um, lost my wallet low uh, <laughs> Kieran F- uh, Fonatia then said J-Lo is the kind of guy who brings sausages to the barbecue and then eats steak <laughs> <laughs> and then also um, there was another great tweet where Simon Zebo posted a picture of Keith Earls um, after his game last week all battered up and bruised with bandages sticking out of his nose and he still managed to score a try and just the, the striking resemblance between him and Rocky, uh, Rocky Balboa Nice. At the end of Rocky. <laughs> so, yeah, some good work from uh, rugby players on social media. Well played. Well, there's one I will also mention, uh, which I sh- shared with you two this week on our WhatsApp group, which was one of the most confusing uh, sponsor tweet or sponsor Instagrams I've seen. It was Scott Williams mm-hmm. who tweeted, very happy with my new water cooler from Prince- oh, yeah, Prin- <laughs> Prince's Gate Cool Water. Cold and instant hot water. Hashtag game changer. Talk about game changer. <laughs> Hashtag Prince's Gate Water. And two pictures of him filling up a, a pint glass of water. Oh, game changer. He's got this, in from the looks of it, he's hey. got this installed in his kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> I'd pay money not to have the water cooler in my kitchen. What was amazing about this is, you know, having said at the start of the podcast how... Hang on, hang on. Instant hot water, like yeah, like temperate water or boiling water. Because uh, boiling water, yeah, I've got a need for that. Kind of hottish water from a water cooler, I don't have a need for. Oh, cold water, I've got a tap. Yeah, done. Boiling water, I don't need something that is four foot tall and a foot across. With, yeah, with, when my, with my young family running around. <laughs> when I've got a kettle <laughs> on the side. <laughs> Wow. Incredible. Uh, but so anyway, if you only water needs, Princess Gate. Um, <laughs> what were they? Princess Gate water cooler. There no, you no, go. I'm not, rugby I'm players, not, rugby players need to get better at just endorsing anything. The number of corny pictures on Twitter and Instagram with really like, oh. it's, it's something worth like 20 quid and they'll, they'll Who, oh, it's horrible. The, the worst person at doing this is Johnny Wilkinson. I don't mean he does it all the time. He's just bad at it. So, uh, remember the one with him? 
advertising cashew nut butter. I mean, how much money <laughs> are the cashew nut butter producers giving Johnny Wilkinson for this? I'll tell you who's another bad one. Shane Williams has something. He might even have shares in it. He does something with, like, um, it's a fuel company, like an oil for oil burning stoves, that kind of thing. Oh, uh, they show up at your house and they yeah. fill up a tank or something. Yeah, there's something with that that he like does. Like Caligas or something. Yeah, exactly like that. Exciting wow. stuff. But no, on the Scott Williams one, what was interesting, having said at the start of the podcast that the Six Nations is a time when casual rugby fans take an interest in rugby, I got so many people that are ma- like makes of mine that aren't into rugby but know I am who who sent me that post. It obviously went quite far and wide and reached a lot of people. What the water outside of rugby, the water cooler one, yeah. Hey, tell you what, though, it worked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they've got some free advertising on this podcast. Yeah. Speaking of. Uh, advertising that it's not free but it's an incredible deal the wonderful people at cornerstone could get you the best shave on the market phil is saving up his beard mm. um for your new cartridge set of cartridges from cornerstone now we because we've been friends with porn 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 cornerstone uh, cornerstone oh, for no. a long a long time what were you thinking <laughs> i mean what were you thinking <laughs> <laughs> you're thinking too much about my beard tim uh yeah if you um if you wanted to we've been friends with uh, and worked with Cornerstone since the very start they are now uh, an international brand and the best razor on the market um in our opinion in our opinion and in the opinion of some um tests which they've uh, been involved in just buy it just awards. buy it and you'll find out just get it and you'll find out because the absolutely amazing thing is you get a brilliant deal you get 10 quid off with your first order because you listen to us you get free aluminium shaft engraved with your initials none of this plastic rubbish uh, so all you need to do is go to cornerstone.co.uk slash egg chasers that's cornerstone.co.uk slash egg chasers and if you do do it at checkout very important because we had a few people mention, uh, messaging saying they did it but forgot to use the code to get the full offer is egg 10 at checkout right there we go so the next podcast we do is going to be a six nations one but um Shall I do the Six Nations quiz tomorrow in that episode, or shall I do? No, one go for it. Shall I wh- well, let, let's do it. Let's do it tomorrow. I think. All okay. right. Yeah, let, let's do it tomorrow. All right. Listen. Thank you very much for listening. We are going to have a, a totally Six Nations obsessive, Six Nations focused one uh, for you in the feed tomorrow. So hit subscribe, keep listening, and let the boys play. Let the boys play. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.